Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Coming up later, the easy way that you can have your say on the plans for 1,500 new houses at Simonside. But first... Renewable energy is a great way to reduce your carbon footprint and solar PV panels on your roof turn sunshine into electricity that you can use or sell. Now, back in September, we heard the news that Solar Streets was coming to St Albans. Now, in a scheme promoted by St Albans District Council to help us move towards net zero carbon, it gives St Albans residents the chance to get solar panels installed for as little as £4,000, saving of about 20%. And you can listen to that programme now by visiting radioverilum.com forward slash podcasts. Now, St Albans Solar Streets has reached an exciting milestone. I welcomed Andy Turnstall back to Environment Matters to find out what this was. Andy, uh, welcome back to Environment Matters. So exciting times for St Albans Solar Streets at the beginning of October. Tell us why. Yeah, um, so I think the scheme started in sort of late August, but we've actually installed our first uh, solar panel uh, systems at the beginning of October, and we've installed a total of five now in the Stalbans immediate and surrounding area. Um, and have you been pleased with the take-up? Yeah, so we've had over 50 responses, uh, and we've uh, done surveys on 40 of those 50, uh, 53 in fact, so we've done quite a lot of the surveys. Um, so we've got the, most of the um, uh, surveys have been uh, making the uh, project feasible. So we've put out quotations and we're now waiting for people to confirm uh, that they're happy to go ahead. Uh, but as I say, we've had five that have been installed and we know that there's at least another two that are installing as well. Uh, and I think it is probably true to say that people are taking a little bit more time to think about it. Um, and I don't know if that's a COVID related thing, but we can perhaps go into more detail on that. Okay. Um, So just remind us um, how the solar panels are are so cheap. Um, You know, we've all had fishing phone calls for things. Just just remind us exactly that, you know, this this is a a proper deal. Yeah. So um, the reason why we can get a competitive price out there, and uh, as a reminder, it's £4,000 for a four kilowatt uh, peak uh, 12-panel system, which is a saving of about 20% versus uh, a standalone one, is because we're basically uh, doing them in um, blocks or of, uh, you know, in theory, 10. Uh, and that gives us the ability to uh, get economies of scale in terms of marketing, surveying, scaffolding, and the actual equipment purchase as well. Uh, so that's why we can come up with a very competitive price. Uh, and then we do have the added benefit of being able to donate £50 to the uh, community fund that we're setting up for the St Albans City and District. Indeed. And how's that going? Uh, so it's very early days yet at the moment. So of the five uh, installs that we've done, so therefore we've added £250 to the pot. Um, but o- over a period of time and probably a year, I would suggest, we'd be hoping to install into the hundreds. Uh, so that would be the... Um, mean you know uh, community funds donation of at least five thousand pounds and possibly many times that as well indeed um okay so is it too late for us to take advantage of this or is there still time to uh, to, to find out more and see if this is for us yeah i, I mean 
um, pre-COVID, we were sort of thinking a scheme would last for perhaps six months. But I think, to be fair, we're now perhaps thinking that this is going to be something that's going to be available for at least a year. So we started in August, so I would say it's going to be available at least until uh, into the summer of next year. Uh, and we've actually opened up a, a new branch to service uh, St Albans and some of the other new towns that we've put on in High Wycombe. So all of the installations are being installed um, from that new branch in High Wycombe. Brilliant. So how many other towns are you working in now? Well, we're now up to about seven um, and we've put on another two uh, since uh, St Albans came on board and they're in um, uh, down in Somerset in um, Bruton and Castle Carey uh, and just launched on Thursday of last week is uh, Tame in Oxfordshire, which is not too far away. Uh, and again, okay. Tame will be supplied by the High Wycombe office. Um, and if people want to find out more, there's a couple of opportunities coming up, aren't there? So if, if for the Sunday listeners, there's the St Albans Sustainable Market. Um, and then for Wednesday listeners, there's the um, Sustainable St Albans Eco Homes Evening. Is there anywhere else that they can find out a little bit more? Yeah, so we, we've got a, a web page, which is solarstreets.co.uk slash St Albans. Uh, and that gives a little bit more information about the scheme. Uh, it uh, has several videos on there as well. It's got one which is basically uh, an introduction to the whole concept of solar streets, one about the economics of solar panels and how the payback can be calculated, which is a very popular question we get asked. Uh, a third one is an optional uh, energy switching deal that also uh, benefits community-funded people switch energy, even without putting on solar panels. Uh, and last of all, there's a quick 90-second speeded-up version of uh, uh, an actual installation of a solar streets um, uh, installation in Berkshire. Uh, so there's a lot of information there, and if people like listening to my voice, then they can spend an hour looking through all those videos. Brilliant. Andy, I'm sure they'll love that. Thank you very much indeed for coming back and telling us about that. No problem at all, Amanda. Thank you very much. I was talking there to Andy Tunstall of Solar Streets. As I said, Andy will be one of the experts joining the Sustainable St Albans online event on Thursday evening. It's um, an Eco Homes expert panel and local residents talk about practical ways to green your house. And it's going to be followed by a Q&A session. You can register on the Sustainable St Albans website. There's going to be practical ideas about solar panels, um, solar thermal, heat pumps, insulation, green home grants and an awful lot more. Um, they'll be finding about out about these measures, about what they actually mean for our homes in practical terms. They say that the event will be suitable for specialists and for beginners um, and everyone that can be interested in how they can reduce their carbon emissions in their houses or indeed in their business buildings. Um, there'll be an opportunity for you to put questions um, to the experts. And the experts Experts will include Andy, who I've just spoken to, and Giles Hanford from the Small Solar Company, Thomas Larson, who's the director and founder of Better Planet, um, Dr. Peter L. Block, um, he's a local St. Albans resident who's passionate about renewable and sustainable energy, and Linda Shell, who um, is a local resident and the proud inhabitant of a passive house plus house. Sounds fantastic. As I say, head to the Sustainable St. Albans website for um, all the information and to sign up. That's on Thursday evening. 
Now, a couple of weeks ago, John Gardner from the campaign group Save Simon's Hyde joined me to share the news that rather than being taken out of the Welling Hatfield local plan, a new village abutting Simon's Hyde Wood is back in the plan, but this time even bigger. Following the moving advert at the Odyssey highlighting this issue, many St Albans people were concerned about the original proposal and registered an objection. Now the Save Simons Hyde team have put their heads together and found a super easy way that you can give some input into this amended proposal. I spoke to John Gardner to find out more. John, thank you very much for for joining me again. So tell us about the easy way that you've created for us all to have an input into the new proposal for Simon's Hyde. Well, we've created a a survey um, with a view to letting um, everybody that lives in or around Simon's Hyde or um, ever uses Simon's Hyde to actually have a say about what they feel about it being converted into 1,100 or 1,500. Houses. Um, okay, I mean, you've made this quite easy questions as well, haven't you? Just you can briefly tell us the questions that you're asking us. Well, we've um, really been asking people about how often they use it, um, how valuable they've found it, especially in the last um, few months, because um, I think a lot of us have noticed that the sort of foot and cycle traffic around here has doubled or trebled um, since March time. And I believe people are increasingly understanding how vital um, all of the green belt is to um, their physical and their mental health and well-being. Yes, I, I, I think you're right. I think a lot of us have, have realised that, haven't they? And, and why do you think this is important um, as far as the, uh, the the planning inquiry goes? Well, we had asked whether we could allow a wider range of people to comment on the proposals. Um, there is a proposal there where the developer now wants to increase from 1,100 to 1,500 houses, which we felt was a fundamental change. However, the inspector has refused to allow anybody that hasn't previously commented to comment on the latest round of proposals, um, which is why we wanted to find you know a, another way in. Um, there are many things that can be said. Um, I'll leave you with an email address at the end if people want to write us something um, longer but we felt that most people would rather just write you know something that takes two or three minutes and we can just say um, how many people feel so strongly about how valuable the green belt especially at Simon's Side is um, at the moment. Yes indeed well I I commend you on the fact that you really have made uh, it very 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 easy for people to fill in um, and as you say just you know about what they feel about Simon's Hyde, how they use it etc. So when do you need us to complete this little questionnaire by? Well we have to put our um, comments in by the 30th of October and we would um, really like some time to digest what everyone said um, so we can put it in both as a piece of statistics and possibly put some Um, quotes in if there's something suitable as well. Um, Really, I'd like it um, by um, the end of the coming Monday in an ideal world. We will leave the survey open longer than that um, because I imagine the conversation about Simon's side with the council will carry on. But if you would like, um, or if anybody would like to have their comments passed on or even, you know, to be counted um, for the inspector's benefit, then really 
Um, Monday next week is the day when we need to know about it, so we have a chance to um, write our um, responses um, well, on our behalf and hopefully on others as well. Okay. So you're not only um, collating all the information from the questionnaires, you're also launching a legal appeal. Just briefly, why is this important? Well, one of the arguments that many people have made about this is that the way that Simontide has been singled out is unreasonable. For much of the um, period, the council had said that um, developers should only propose sites that were adjacent to existing towns or villages. Um, and then all of a sudden they permitted the Simonside developers to uh, propose something um, that was completely standalone. So um, this is talked about as being the sequential approach. Now the council have made an argument to say that this is perfectly correct. And we decided after a while that we should take legal advice to see whether um, what the council have done is reasonable or not. Um, so this has used um, an awful lot of our remaining funds, um, sadly. But it's one of these things we have to deal with every single issue that the council and the developers um, who've been working fairly closely with the council have raised. And we have to challenge everything from the numbers that you'll have seen in our recent email where we've argued that actually um, it should probably be less than half of the number of houses proposed um, to the sequence um, and to the sustainability of it and um, you know, the argument that putting 400 extra houses in will somehow make the area more sustainable rather than less um, is something I think we're all struggling with. Okay. So if if anyone um, would like to help, as you say, this is obviously costing you quite a lot of money. You've had to dig deep in your funds. If anybody um, you know, just wanted to throw in a few, a few pounds into your appeal, how do they do so? Um, well, the best... Um, place would be for people to go to the save simonside.co.uk um, website um, it's got the donations there it's got a link to the um, survey as well um, and there'll be more information there it's um, fairly basic at the moment um, there's the latest um, newsletter as well but it's the main route we use to keep people um, updated about what's going on Okay, and they can find the email there just in case they've got anything else they want to email you about why they think, for instance, Simonside is so important. Absolutely. There's a contact us um, form on the website and um, I'll see that in a couple of um, my colleagues um, within a day or two of people sending any emails. Okay. John, thank you very much indeed for joining me again. Amanda, many thanks for having me back again. I was talking there to John Gardner of the campaign group Save Simons Hyde. And John told me that they've already received over 300 responses to. So do get your go head over to the Save Simons Hyde website and fill in their questionnaire as soon as you can do. Now, did you hear the show a couple of weeks ago when Jake Rigg of Affinity Water joined me to talk about their new scheme to help us all to save at least 10 litres of water a day? Get water fit. Now, there's lots of help available through the scheme, not just advice, but also quality water saving devices and help with things like the now notorious leaky lose that so many of us have. And I'll put my hand up to that one as well. And of course, saving water here in St. Thomas is essential to protect our internationally rare chalkstream rivers from where our water comes. Now, if you missed the show, then head to radioverilum.com forward slash podcasts and do take a listen. 
Oh, I've just got an event here that might interest you if you've ever fancied learning how to coppice. Now, if you have, then you'll want to sign up quickly for the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust event on the 1st of November. It's from 11 to 1.30. It's an actual real event, not a Zoom event, at Hillfield Park Reservoir near Bushy. They say you'll discover the history of one of our oldest traditional woodland management techniques and try your hand at some coppicing and grazing prevention methods. You'll learn why the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust implement coppicing on their reserves and the key species that benefit from this work. They say it's suitable for beginners and the maximum capacity for this event will be six excluding their staff. So do head to the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust website and sign up now. Now, it's always good to hear from you. Do get in touch on Twitter. We're at RV underscore environment. Head to the Environment Matters Facebook page or you can drop me a line on amanda at radioverulam.com for any ideas about the show or things that you'd like me to cover. I'll be back at the same time next week when we'll be talking about hedgehogs, one of our favourite um, issues here on Environment Matters. We'll be talking about their tragic deaths on our roads, how to recognise a hedgehog in need of help and what you can do to help hedgehogs right now. So until then, thank you for listening.